Welcome back to Cam's Time Capsule. Very special episode today. Uh, Father's Day edition. Father's Day special. Joined by my dad, Joe. Dad, how you doing? Good. How you going, Cam? Maybe talk. Ah, uh, no, should be right. Should be right. Um, in excess, kicked us off there. New sensation, the live version. Um, why that song? Um, so when I was growing up, In Excess was a was a big band, and uh, the, when I back in the eighties and nineties, there was a lot of uh, electro pop type of music. Yeah, just wasn't my flavour. Um, I've got an uh, affiliation with Australian bands, so yep. there's a lot of Australian bands I like, and and In Excess, I just like the story, and you know, I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of other bands that started the same way, but there's six mates who just got together and yeah, took on the world, and had great success, and the the 1991 uh, concert is uh, something to be believed. You should, uh, if you get a chance, you watch it, and you know, six blokes controlling 90,000 people, yeah. it's just fantastic. You, uh, you, you used to have it on DVD, and I remember every time you'd test out the TV or something, it would be the first thing you'd put in, yeah, yeah, check right. the surround sound yeah, yeah, and check yeah, the thing. Yeah. Um, th- have you seen In Excess before live? I've seen them a couple of times, yeah. yeah. What's the best concert you've been to? Not In Excess? No, or it's, just funny. Like, it's funny. Yeah, I, I, probably the best one I've been to is uh, U2 Rattle and Hum. That was one of the best concerts I've been to, even even better than some of the In Excess ones I've been to. Yeah, where was that at? Uh, that was at Rod Laver Arena. I think it was in the late 80s or 90s. Yep. Uh, that just blew me away. I thought their music was, was fantastic. Um, it was probably before Bono became a bit of a tool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, I really enjoyed that. But, you know, when I was growing up to, uh, you know, I, I was lucky enough if you go to a, a pub and, you know, I saw In Excess at a pub and I saw yeah. not all at pubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. where they used to play. Where to you, don't, you don't see that anymore. Now, yeah, now it's more they'll get their following just from, like, their Triple J acts or, like, yeah, through that. Right. And then they will think, you yeah. two has kind of, nobody really likes them anymore. Because remember when they put all their albums on your phone automatically yeah, and, yeah, and that pissed yeah, everyone yeah, off pissed and everyone no, nobody yeah, likes you two anymore. Yeah, so I, yeah. I think, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's, um, thing. So back to growing up, um, grew up in Reservoir. Yeah. What was it like growing up in Reservoir yeah. in what the seventies and eighties? Yeah. So you're born well, 90- I grew up in yeah. the eighties there. So, uh, I was born, um, I was originally born, we were living in, in South Yarra. Yep. Uh, and then we moved to a place called Ormond when I was really young. So I did all my primary school in Year Seven in in Ormond, and that was that was interesting because, um, you know, coming from a, an Italian family, we were we were the mono- minority at school. Yeah, so we very were probably, Aussie. Uh, yeah, 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 we were probably the only uh, Italian ethnic family at yeah. school. So, you know, I copped a lot of uh, you know, there was a lot of racial abuse. Yeah, and, and you know, playing footy back then, I used to cop it quite a bit. Was it like? actual hatred or was it more just like tongue-in-cheek or was it like would Aussie people not talk to you because no, you were no, no it wasn't that bad but you know at the time I didn't I didn't really understand how bad it was but thinking back now it was it was racially abused you know? yeah I wasn't like beaten or anything like yeah that, there was always snide remarks and you know and and that just comes from a generational thing yeah people aren't born racist so yeah they, yeah they, they pick it up from somewhere so it's just I think you know, uh, you know the 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 people who are already here and and you know, having this, this these foreigners come in is yeah. really hard for them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand that, um, but it wasn't easy. And then uh, when I was in year seven, uh, we moved to Reservoir. Yep, which was the total opposite. So it was just uh, all it was just a melting pot. All- <laughs> so yeah, we had Italian, Greeks, Lebanese, uh, and all that. But you know, growing up. Uh, I've never been a, a parochial, you know, wave the flag. For yeah, yeah. Day, you know, 
yeah, Australia is my country. Yeah. My heritage is, is Italian background, obviously. But, yeah. You know, first and foremost, I'm Australian. So I never really, I, you know, I had mates who used to always go on about uh, yeah, that's how, like, I have mates now who are just so Italian, like, they're like, you're Italian. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I found Italian in year nine, so yeah. I don't know. I found respect the language. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Australia has been such a great country for, yeah. for myself and also my parents, yeah. you know, your grandparents and a lot of other first generations and they all came over here for a better life and, yeah yeah, yeah. they are giving us that better life so you know i've embraced that culture reservoir was uh yeah it was tough in in those days yeah. it was pretty rough and tough and uh you know i saw a lot of things you know crime and drugs and yeah. alcohol and um you know it, it was it was certainly challenging uh you know a lot of characters i met along the way yeah um you know, I was no angel growing up, but I wasn't yeah. the devil either. But, uh, you know, no, it was, it was uh, interesting. I played footy quite a bit, not yeah. very good. Um, Pass down, the, passed down the, <laughs> the, the genetics, thanks, Dad. Uh, well, yeah. apparently you think you're, you're better than me, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't that great at footy at the time. I thought I was, but um, I, as, I, as I got older, I realised what, what footy was all about and, yeah. uh, you know, my time had passed me. But What type of football player were you? Uh, I was a shitty back pocket, sit on the bench <laughs> type of player. Uh, um, yeah, I've seen probably, that before. Yeah, yeah, I was probably too timid yeah. uh, to be a, a good footballer. Yeah. Uh, I knew in my head what I had to do, but I just couldn't, yeah. couldn't relate it down. But no, Reservoir was good. I uh, had a lot of good mates, and um, you know, we used to hang out at there used to be a, a, a cafe there that had um, you know poker machines and beer tables. Yeah, we used to hang out there, and we had Edwards Lake down at the at, at the lake. We used to park our cars some on a hot night. Yeah. Get the beers out and you know drink down there was, and then just drive home and just try that's, out. that's yeah, a good message to send yeah. that's a good message no, to send out we drive home but uh, yeah nah, it, was, it was it was good times so um from growing up have you seen many people you were because you went to kieran park tech Keown which park is tech, like a yeah. kind of a tafe type of thing yeah, or is yes. it a- uh, well it was a technical college uh so um you're supposed to you know, it was, it was more of a feeder college for if you want to become a trade or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. kind of like a TAFE or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So you would have had a couple rough people. Is anyone from there that you saw through high school that did end up going to jail and stuff like um, that? Or was it more just oh, like... I know, I know, you know, there's a couple who have been killed. Um, oh, yeah. Because, of, you know, there was, a, there was a, a bad drug deal that went down. Yeah. He, he, he got killed and... Uh, um, Oh, I haven't kept a lot of contact with a, a lot of them. Just a handful I do talk to now and then. And um, look, I'm I'm sure there there is some. Yeah, that, that happens in any high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so from that, you went into your little butcher for a bit. Yeah. So butcher. I was, yeah. I was, uh, oh, what did you want to do in high school? Yeah, Leaving high school, what did you yeah, want to do? Yeah. So in high school, I um, um, I piss farted around too much. I was uh, you know, too much focus on having. A good time than learning. I wanted to pass down, pass it down. <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, you guys seem to have panned uh, out okay. I, I wanted to be a sparky growing up, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I really didn't take advantage of opportunities that came towards me. So uh, I was working part time as a, a cleanup boy at a butcher shop at the market, um, Preston or, Market. Preston Market, yeah. Uh, I finished. I finished year twelve, um, uh, and. Uh, I needed a job, so they offered me an apprenticeship. Yeah, I did that for about six months, and then I started getting sick. I was getting tonsillitis. Yeah. and then I remember there was one. You know, being in the market, you had to start work at like three in the morning. Yeah, there was one one morning I was driving to work at three in the morning, and I saw my mates coming home from a nightclub. <laughs> this is culture. This doesn't suit my social life, so yeah. I, I gave that a miss. 
Um, and I ended up uh, leaving. What car were you driving then? What? I had a orange, my dad gave me, your nonno gave yeah. me a orange uh, Kingswood station wagon. Mm. Great car, never broke down. Yeah? Was, oh, I never spent a cent on it. It was great. It was fantastic. Nice, nice, nice. And then, and then uh, yeah, so from there I became a, uh, I picked up a job as a, a mechanic in a factory. Yep. Fixing machines and uh, my career progressed. From Did there. you have to learn did you know anything when you started that job or did you just no, get straight apprenticeship yeah so, so i started from scratch um and yeah i just had to go to school and uh, is that how you did that's when you got your foot in door in a factory and then moved into yeah yeah so, so then you moved into you know you can keep yeah, okay. so so i was a, an apprenticeship apprentice there and it was it was textile machine so because i'm telling you to say is because a lot of people listening to this are young my yeah, age and they want to know and they well how do people get to where they are in life? Because yeah, sure. I've already had about three career changes and I'm 23. I got mates who don't know what they want to do. Yeah. So yeah, what, what what age was this when you got the... So I would have been, I was driving, so I was 18 and yeah. I, I started this apprenticeship and, uh, you know, I was eventually, uh, I, I needed, I wanted a job. And, yeah. You know, I, hate, I hate the idea of not working. So I took up this apprenticeship Um and I was fixing machines, textile machines that used to make socks and jumpers and that. And unfortunately, that industry was dying. So I yeah. thought, I better do something. Or go to China. Yeah, yeah, it's all made in China now. So I ended up working for a company that was importing all the machines and I became the spare parts manager there. And, and then from there, I, I just progressed into uh, you know further sales roles to... Uh, you know, uh, to where I am today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, over the last, say, 10, 15 years, I've focused more on that managerial side. Yeah. So I remember maybe it would have been like 10 years ago, you went back to uni. Yeah. So what year was that? Yeah. yeah. So so I went back to uni in my mid 40s. Yep. Um, I've actually, I went back to school, uh, tertiary studies twice. So in, in, in my late 30s, I did a, uh, a, a diploma of business. It's hanging up right there. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good on you. A diploma of business. So, uh, and then later on, I went back and did a, a bachelor of business at uni. So, and that was in my mid forties. And you know, I had a couple of uh, couple of uh, reasons for doing it. One is, I always knew deep down that I I, I always thought I was, I was intelligent. Yeah. Right? I pissed I pissed it up. Yeah, yeah. When I was at school, and I didn't take advantage of of, of yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and I got to a point in my career where, you know, I needed to move up. Yeah. And, and I thought the only way I can do it is get a couple of letters after my name yep. by doing this study. I also wanted the challenge. I, I wanted something to, to really push me and, uh, and it certainly did. It was, it was yep. tough because, um, you know, obviously we had three kids. You know, you were, I think you, you're probably two or three at the stage and you had your brothers there. Yeah. Um, so my time management was really critical. So yeah. I used to I used to get up really early on a Saturday Sunday morning to study, spend a time a bit of time with you guys doing sports stuff yeah. during during the day, and then you know go back and do a bit more study. I also had to learn how to study again. Yeah. Um, so reading, uh, I'm a hopeless reader. Yeah. I can read a page, finish it, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know I had to learn how am I going to do that. I had to learn how to write essays and and. I had to learn how to reference and I had to learn how to research and it was a real pain but you know um, I did get a lot out of it you know yep. I, I got to the point where I was in meetings at work and accounting meetings and talking about P&Ls and EBITDA and all this stuff I had no idea what yeah, they were talking yeah, yeah. about so you know I didn't grasp everything but now I've got a fair understanding of, of what this is and I, I actually use a lot of it now so um, 
Yeah, it, it's, you know, for, for anyone out there who's thinking, you know, I'm 23, I don't know what I'm going to do, yep. your career path's going to change, you know, three, four times. Yeah, yeah. So that, segueing off that, when uh, if you were giving advice to yourself at 23, yeah. I'm 23 right now, yeah, what yeah. would you say? Yeah, I, I, would, I would be looking at opportunities, right? So if I was to go back 23 years, I would say to myself, take a risk. Yep. Um, for me, it's about I've always wanted to maybe start a business. Yep. But I've always been too scared. Um, but at 23, you can start a business, and if it doesn't work, you've still got time to recover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, if you don't have a mortgage and, and you don't have a family yet, now's the time to do something. Give yep. it a crack. Uh, and if it doesn't work, stiff shit, just go get a job and, yep. you know, you can develop it and uh, get back to where you were. But otherwise, that's the biggest thing for me. And, you know, just I probably, probably, Take more advantage and, uh, you know, work a bit harder, play a bit less. Yep. Uh, is one of the, the key things. What was, so when you were playing, what was the nightclub, what was the nightclub of choice back then in oh, the city? there was a couple of them. Yeah, there was one in, um, there was one in Sydney Road, Brunswick called Bombay Rock. We used to go there a lot. And then along King Street, there used to be heaps of them there. How would a night out, because right now, a night out for us is you can catch an Uber in, yeah. bang, whatever time you want to leave, yeah. just Uber, drops right off your yeah. door. Yeah. What was that? Was it trains back then? Was there taxis sometimes, going around? Sometimes we'd catch a train, uh, but sometimes, you know, we'd cram five or six of us in a taxi. Yeah. And you, if you knew, you knew the taxi well, you just say, look, turn off the meter. Yeah. We'll give you $20 yeah, cash. Yeah. Just take us in. They, they do that, you know. Uh, some nights... You know, I remember, you know, we'd be in the city and, you know, be three, four in the morning. None of us had any money, yeah. so we were broke. And we never used to carry our, our key cards with us. Because was it cards back then? When yeah, did cards uh, come along? Yeah, of course. I didn't know. I thought it was just cards. <laughs> so we never, we never used to bring our cards because we'd always get too pissed yeah. and, and make, you know. Spend heaps of money. Yeah, spend heaps yeah. of money. So we'd, somehow we always got home. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's the one thing, like, if... You can't book an Uber or anything now. You're nah. just like... The other thing that I couldn't do... I can't read a mailways. Yeah. I don't know how... Uh, if so, I'm going anywhere, yeah. just directions on my phone. It's funny. And it drives yeah. me directly there. So, so when I was, you know, part of part of my career, I was a sales rep. So I was doing a lot of just traveling around and driving and seeing customers in different areas. So I was an expert. And all our salespeople would be experts of holding the mailways on our steering wheel. <laughs> and we'd be driving at the same time and we'd just be checking out where we're going so um, and you know phones were uh, phones were rare back then um, I think I got my first company car and it had a phone and it was just a car phone yeah. at that stage a car then, phone yeah, yeah so you couldn't take it out it but you could just <laughs> you use it while you're in the car yeah so that's uh, funny they're, they're bloody expensive yeah, yeah. alright um, growing up you were well when I was growing up you were the the coach for many things yeah so um which one did you enjoy coaching more basketball or footy i think um i think footy but you know if you look at the success rate we probably had better success i think was it five years for grand four yeah, flags in basketball, in basketball? um yeah what, what i what i'm you know when you go into these things and it's like you go into a managerial yeah. role like that you've got to understand your strengths and weaknesses yep. right yeah, and one of my strengths, I, I believe, is, and I, it happens in work too, I relate well with people. Yep. So, you know, I can relate at a, a level. Strategically, you know, footy-wise, I probably wasn't great. Um, uh, there was just, for me, there was just too much going on. Yep. And when I was coaching footy, um, uh, I had a lot of other things happening with work yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. So I could never really focus too much on footy. 
Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it, but I would have liked to have planned it a lot better, especially yep. when it came to training and drills and, and all that kind of stuff. And I was traveling quite a lot in the yep. States, so I wasn't hardly ever there. But basketball was a, I think it was a better because it was, it was a, a smaller group. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, I could play some, I don't know if you guys ever picked it up, but, you know, strategically I used to do some things, you know, at points of the game because I knew we were going to win oh, a Keep game. Matt on the court. Keep, keep Matt on full time <laughs> and Coey. Yeah. Even, even like, you know, you know, uh, know when to um, just kill time, which is a simple strategy of just yeah. don't even, t- don't take risks. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, uh, so your game on Saturday, right? Um, uh, I think it was like, it was the last quarter, you guys were down by five goals, yeah. something like that. And mum was saying, oh, they could come back. I said, it's highly unlikely because all the other team has to do is just not score. Yeah, right? just hold the footy. Just hold the footy. Yeah. That's all they have to do. Yeah. Cam, your team had to do catch-up footy. So you have to kick six goals. In a and quarter. we're not um, in a professional thing like AFL – Every team is skillful enough to kick five goals yeah, yeah, if they get the yeah, footy thing. Yeah, if the other team in yeah. our thing, nobody's skillful no. enough to like put five goals on and no. like. And to be honest, the whole game, I think it was five goals in the last yeah, you know, so, three quarters. You're not yeah, going to kick six nah, goals in a quarter. Not so, yeah, no, no, I enjoyed all that. Um, it also, too, gave me an opportunity to, to be a bit closer to you guys. Yeah. Um, I coached uh, all three of you in, in different things, in yeah. footy and, and basketball and Oz kick. I did that for a while, and prior to doing that, I I never coached anything. Yeah, I, I just thought I'd give it a go. It's a, it's, you know, I give anyone um, a bit of advice there is you know if you get the opportunity to do something like that, do, do, it. do, it, do it. Yeah, it's great fun. So um, onto footy. Speaking of footy, you, it was a pain in my ass for making me go for Richmond for all these years. Yeah. Until twenty seventeen, yeah. it hit. Yeah. What was it like going for Richmond? Because what one grand final nineteen eighty. Yeah. So what you'd have been fourteen, thirteen. Ah, uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, around about that. Yeah, it's fourteen. A, we, we had moved to Reservoir. Yeah, so I would have been there fourteen. You didn't actually. You changed clubs. So I dad. Uh, so when we when we're growing up in in Ormond, we're about two train stations away from Moorabbin Oval. Yep. So Dad was a, a St Kilda supporter, and Dad, you know, being for a, a new Australian, he, he was a first generation here. Dad was very fluent in English, and he actually, you know, he followed footy. Yeah. Uh, and, and I remember, you know, on Saturday nights it used to be a thing called uh, the uh, Big League, yeah. and they'd replay about three quarters of a game of footy, and Dad and I used to sit there and he'd talk about it, and we, yeah, it was yeah. great. So we would go down to Moorabbin quite a bit to watch footy. Yeah. So I became a Swan, a St Kilda yeah. supporter. Um, and you know they they were a pretty crap team. Yeah. I must admit they've only won one premiership in 1966. Yeah. The year I was born. So in uh, I think it was 73 or 74 when Richmond won a premiership. I was at school and um, I had a, uh, my best mate there, David Park, was a Richmond supporter. Shout out David Park. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think he listens. Yeah, he, <laughs> was a, he was a Richmond. He's a big fan. Hey Dave, he was a Richmond supporter and. Um, uh, I said, you know, enough's enough. I want to be on a winning yeah. team, so I jumped. I jumped to Richmond. Thank God you did, because St Kilda have just been. They had a couple of good years yeah, there. But they're, they're so, what was the 2017? The feeling after what 30 was it 37 years, whatever yeah. it is, of not winning, yeah. and you supported that whole time. Yeah. What was that feeling? It was. It was, it was just weird. It was just surreal. It was. Didn't it was just it. you know, we, I was there um, at the uh, at the ground. We went in and we you know afterwards and. We saw the killers and, uh, you know, Jack Rewalt and, you know, I was there with, with um, Mary, your mum, um, and your cousins, Anthony and yeah. Frank. Um, and we were just Also like, big fans of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, 
This is this just can't get any better. Yeah, I didn't believe it. Did not believe yeah. it. It was uh, a weird, weird feeling. Yeah. And then the next day, because I was pretty drunk that day, the next day when really? I woke up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I can't remember next, by your voicemail. <laughs> the next day when I woke up, I was like, that did not just happen. Yeah, yeah. That did not. Uh, so that, that, that was weird. You know, we went down to Swan Street too. Yeah. Afterwards and... Uh, you started the ride, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, we got about halfway down. I, I actually got scared because it was just yeah. it's just going off. It was, but when I say going off, it wasn't violent going off because everyone was a Richmond. Supporter. Yeah, yeah. But it was just wild. People just walking into Liquorland, yeah. taking drinks. They just closed up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was really good. I was really, I was really happy. I was really happy for all the Richmond supporters. You know, the playing group. Um, you know, they just seemed like a really good group of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think everyone is listening to the podcast for you to say an embarrassing story about me. Oh, or something geez. like that. Yeah, something of me growing up. You got to be there. So I'll I'll let you have the floor and you can. Uh, uh, so, um, you know, uh, we we had a dog dearly departed, Lucy, who who you know she she left us last year, and you know she was a great addition to the family. Um, I we, never saw you pet her once. Are you for real? <laughs> I don't <laughs> ever saw you pet Lucy once. Who used to walk her? You'd walk her, yeah. but you wouldn't pet her, and you would call her dog. Dog. Well, <laughs> she's a dog. Like, I'll call you human. I'll call you boy. <laughs> so, you know, I think she she was about 14. 14. So yeah. when we got her, you would have been about five or six. Yeah, I was in grade two, I think. So, you know, and we we traditionally were never a dog family, so we never had dogs yeah. before. So we thought this would give it a crack. All the kids were busting our chops together. So, yeah, we got it. And, um, you know, we got it around springtime. And, um, you know, at 6 o'clock, we used to call it a 6 o'clock soccer. She used to go nuts. Just run around. At the yeah, back, yeah. yeah. We go. So, you know, we used to be the five of us out there. And, and, and the dog being, Lucy being a dog, you know, she always goes for the... Um, the smallest and the easiest market, right? <laughs> so she's always attack you. Yeah. And she used to always be nipping at you and yeah. biting you and, you know, you used to start crying, oh, I want to kill her, I want to get rid of her, I don't want her anymore. Yeah, me being the good dad yeah. and your brothers, we used to yeah. piss ourselves laughing. It was one of the funniest things I've And you used to just crack it big time. <laughs> then the other thing that uh, I was thinking about this was, um, and I, I don't know if you still got it, but yeah. you're you're such a sore loser. You are uh, a shocking sore loser. I think I'm a bit better now. So we used to play Monopoly, and if you didn't, we used to crack it and throw the board up. If you played cards, you Mitchell would always cheat though. And he, Mitchell would Mitchell would now. He would admit to cheat him. We'd play cricket, yeah. and you know you'd be clearly bowled out, but you'd come up with some excuse that it wasn't out, and you wouldn't walk off. I get out first ball. You suck <laughs> up a treat, and like oh, can get over it. Uh, but I was the youngest and nobody would you should have gone easy on me so I think that's uh, the, well by the time you came around we probably really didn't care anymore that, yeah. was, that was the thing so how old were you when you had Mitchell? Like, uh, I was about 28 28 were you ready for that? Did no, you feel no chance at all no no, no no I think when you're growing up you think your parents are like old, old yeah, they're yeah, mad yeah. but yeah. like Mitchell's 28 next yeah, year no, or so this year, end of this year age, yeah. so what were your feelings and thoughts yeah, it's funny. So we got we got married at 25, yep. and we had Mitchell. I'm pretty sure it's 27, 28. Um, it was really it was a strange time. You know, Mum was in hospital for about a, a week, um, and I'm, well, I still remember Mum and I joke about it. We came home that first day with Mitchell, yeah. and we thought, shit, what do we do with him? Yeah. Do we put him on the fridge before the other bills? <laughs> we, we don't know what what the hell. And he's crying. What do we do now? And yeah, you know, yeah. there was. Um, it's just a weird feeling and uh, added to that you know and, and full credit to mum you know 
mum, your 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 baba, you know, she passed away two weeks before yeah. mum was born. So, so mum's mum, yeah, 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 mum's mum, and that was really hard for mum. And so she was dealing with that, and you know, she died of breast cancer, so we know she was going to die. So that was tough for mum, but also we had this new child there, and oh man, that was that was yeah. tough. That was that was really tough. And then, uh, you know, to make matters worse, the job I had, I think uh, Mitchell was about six years old. I had to go overseas to Italy for an yeah. exhibition, and I was there for about two weeks, and. Yeah, it was really tough times, yeah. Yeah. It was challenging. How did you work it out? Um, you just get through it. At the end of yeah. the day, having kids, you're not the first one or the last one to do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, as long as you don't break them too much, um, they're pretty resilient. Um, you know, we had help from friends and family who helped, helped mum out at the time because yeah. it was pretty tough for her. But, you know, we got through it and we thought, oh, we'd, we'd, we'd have Marcus. Yeah. Uh, then we had you. You know, we kept on having one until we got one we liked. But that so, didn't, that didn't <laughs> happen. <so laughs> no, no, it's a... Did you, was, did you want boys? Did mum want a girl? Was... Oh, you, 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 look, you, you, you get whatever's dealt to yeah. you. Right? So, you know, um, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, you guys, have, I think you turned out okay. So we're pretty happy. I did. I don't know about the others. Oh, I wouldn't be, yeah. Um, so in a few weeks you go into Berlin next week yeah um, where else have you travelled in your times what's your yeah so so uh, oh, like two years ago mum and I did a big trip we went to Turkey Greece Italy yep um, and that was a big that was about a six week trip for us um, you know we went to Bali and Thailand for a lot I think you came yeah. to Bali too we've done a lot of Australia but I've been in a couple of roles where I've been fortunate enough to do a bit of travelling so yeah um, like I mentioned earlier, I, I travelled to Italy when Mitchell was young. I've been to a lot of Asian countries. Yeah. Um, um, Singapore, Thailand, and, you know, they're on business trips. Yeah, yeah, Indonesia, yeah. I've done that quite a bit. Um, but, you know, seeing all these places are great, but I still think we've got, you know, one of the best countries. Yeah, I couldn't live, I don't think I could live in a different no, country I think for an extended struggle. period of time. You know, we, we went over, we were in Italy, we went to a couple of beaches there and, you know, we'd like going to the beach, but yeah. uh, I just thought, you know, they're, they're okay, but I don't know. Good. We've got great beaches. Better here. beaches? Yeah. Mykonos in Greece, they had some fantastic Did you beaches. see any family in Italy? No, I've only got an, an, an auntie left. I had an uncle over there, uh, dad, my dad's brother, but he had passed away earlier. If he was still yeah. there, I would have gone to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I don't have a lot of, uh, you know, connection there. Yeah, I understand. I understand. So... Berlin, do you have any idea what you're going to see? Besides no, no idea. Going to go to the rave scene in Berlin? Yeah, and apparently there's some really you know, hellfire clubs <laughs> over there. That, uh, it would take, obviously, Marcus is over there, so we're going to go see him. Um, uh, no, so we've got a couple of, I think mum's organised a couple of tours yeah. that we're going to do, and that's about it. Um, let me just get one more, a few more things up. Um what okay so what are you 56 now 56, 56 yes what's your greatest achievement that you think that um you've had in the 56 years so personally uh uh my personal life and career life so my personal life is i've having kids yeah you know, for me that's uh you know i never thought i'd i'd, I'd be able to raise kids so yeah. i just thought you know shit i, I can't raise myself let yeah alone having having some other human beings so you know, being married for thirty-one years—that's that's an achievement. Um, you know, financially, we're we've done okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're uh, we're going okay there. Um, career-wise, you know, I'm I'm really happy where I've you know where I've got to in my career. Yeah. Um, um, it's been a lot of hard work, a lot of hours, and uh, 
um, you know, there's, there's hope out there for, for guys who just, um, for guys who just, um, uh, you know, plot along at school and uh, yeah. you don't, you don't have to be an academic to get far. Yeah. It depends where you want to go. And that's hard work. I, yeah. That's why I went back to uni because where I was heading, I just needed to get uh, some further education there. Cool. 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 Um, what? Ooh, let's just have a look. Do you have any, um, a memorable lesson that you've learned that, uh, like, so you've, something's happened and you've learned a lesson from it, yeah. like a story or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny you say that because uh, it was part of the reason why I went back to university. Yeah. So I was working in this company and I was, uh, I was uh, yeah, as a, uh, I think I was a sales rep or I can't remember exactly. So the managing director of this business really liked yeah. me and he said, hey, I want you to take over and, and be the national manager. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever been a national manager. I thought, oh, wow, I'll, I'll give this a go, yeah. no problem. So he virtually just threw me the keys, right? Yeah. No guidance, no nothing, no, no. And, you know, I thought I was doing a cracking job. Yeah. So this guy had moved on. He'd been my ally, ally so he yeah. always protected me, make yeah. sure. This new manager had come in. He was really shrewd and, you know, he was just all about business, yeah. business. So I was working on him for about six months. He gives me a call into his office. He goes, oh, mate, uh, I've got some news for you. We're making some changes. We're going to demote you. I said, oh, shit. All right, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I thought I was doing a great job yeah, and yeah. all the rest of it. Because, no, 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 I think you're, you know, you're, 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 you're thrown into the role. Uh, you, need, you need some experience. You know, some tertiary study would be good for you. And I, you know, I walked away and, you know, I, I did what every person shouldn't do, which yeah. is make an emotional decision on yeah. your career. And I give that advice to everyone. Yeah. Don't make emotional decision. So I quit. I, yeah. I ended up finding another job and, oh, I'll teach this guy. And yeah, he, yeah, what, yeah. what does he know? But I, I reflected back on that a couple of months later and I, I thought about it. And I thought, you know what? He was actually right. I, I yeah. was doing a really shit job. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I was bluffing my way through it. I had no skill sets. So I took what he said on board, and um, which hurt, because you know you don't like to be told that you're doing a shit job. Yeah. But footy coaches do it all the time, right? It's a, it's a um, you know an opportunity for improvement. Yeah, you look yeah. at that, right? Um, you don't want to hear it, but it's true. So I took that on board and, and thought, well, if I want to move up, I'm gonna. He's this guy was successful, yeah, so yeah, he yeah. knows where to go. So I I w- embarked on going back to school. Cool. I um on a similar story where I learned that. When I lost my job in COVID, yeah, I was happy how I reacted to it all. Yeah, except for when I first learnt how learnt it happened, I go upstairs and I threw away all my uniforms because yeah. yeah. I was so emotional, emotional. so angry. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one thing I regretted. Yeah, yeah. Because then I got the job back yeah, and yeah. I don't have a uniform yeah, yeah. and everything else. I'm like, even though it's quite minor, yeah, yeah. but I noticed the only yeah. thing I wasn't happy yeah. how I reacted was when I was yeah. emotional yeah, and. Yeah throw all that Correct. shit away so yeah my, my best advice is is especially when it comes to your career you know make make career decisions based on on knowledge and not not emotion i um i i actually mentor quite a, yep. a few people these days um and you know a lot of them will, will have sessions about they're looking for a new job and you know they, they had a bad day at work and they you know what do these guys know yeah. and they get all emotional about it and that's the time when you make a really bad decision yep. so you know, if it's my best advice to anyone is just don't make any career decisions when you're, you're emotional. Mm-hmm. Just let it sink in. Time heals everything. So after a couple of days, you're going to be okay. You'll be all yeah. right, but you just got to let that pass. Let that, you know, shit, what, what's this guy done to me? And just yeah, yeah, yeah. let that go. And 
uh, you'll be okay. And yeah, so yeah, I, I actually had a conversation with someone this morning about ex that exact thing. She's been given some bad bad reviews, um, um, but I just told her to just just wait, wait till next yeah. week, and we'll have another chat. Ah. Um, and then one more thing you said was 31 years of marriage. So yeah. um, that that's longer than anyone I've had on the <laughs> older than anyone I've had on the podcast. Um, what's yeah. the secret to that? What's the oh, uh, you know, just open communication. Um, you know, mum and I piss fart around a lot. Yeah. We, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Uh, you know, there's a lot of um, you know uh, consideration you got to take for everyone for each other. Uh, a lot of allowances you've got to make for each other too. You know, you compromise. That's the word I was looking for, Cam. Good boy. Um, yeah, you got to compromise a lot. Um, yeah. But you know, also also value each other. Yeah. That's that's the key for me. And be ultimately at the end of the day, just be a good person. Yeah. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a yeah, prick. Yeah. Just just be a good person and look after each other. So how did you meet thirty one years ago? What's the? There's no Tinder back in the day. No, there's no, no, there wasn't. So Mum was from Reservoir too. Yep. Uh, and we met because we used to be really drunk at parties. Yeah. So mum, yeah, <laughs> mum didn't mind having a drink too. And we used to like mix, mix circles. And um, uh, we always joke around that lucky we lived in Reservoir because if we lived too far away from each other, we just yeah. wouldn't bother. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems to work. I think she's a keeper now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finally decided. Yeah, I think I'll take the plunge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I reckon. Uh, you got a couple? You got yeah, a couple? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So, so what's motivated you for this, this podcast? Um, I just wanted to do something like it's it's more me in a job like in my life to yeah. do a pod to like, I don't know, I just feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. Um, I see that many people earning that much money doing a podcast and I genuinely enjoy it. Like there's not yeah. many things. I'm not going home and thinking about surveying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a podcast was just, the first way, the first step in like places I want to go and yep. do, yep. I felt comfortable doing. Yep. And originally I just did it with like a very small group of mates and just yep. told like yep. a few people. Yep. And then as I, it started getting out that I had like thing, I just got more and more confident yep. and I was like, oh, I just own it now and yep. I really enjoy it. Yep. Um, inspired me to do it. Um, there's people from the area, like people I see online and stuff who've just done the same shit as me. Yep. Yeah. And now they just like live a good life, and I'm like, I keep I kept wanting um, someone to give me a chance. And like, oh, imagine if I was on radio. Imagine if someone just gave me a chance. Yeah. I remember I, um, you know, Dill Buckley. Yeah, he's got like a, um, yeah. a podcast yeah. um, business thing, but like yeah. he like a producing company. Yeah, and he was like said once he was hiring people, and yeah. I was like, I'm gonna apply. Yeah. And I applied, but I was like, what have I done to... Like, yeah. I need to put myself out there. Yeah, yeah, I need to... Yeah. I'm not, nobody's going to give me a job. Nobody's no. going to gift anything to me. Yeah. So that was kind of just like, let's give it a shot. And I'm 23. I lose nothing. Yep. If Take this, a risk. This, this goes balls yeah. up, I'm just a surveyor. Yeah. So... Well, it's uh, not, not just a surveyor. Surveyor's a good role. So, you know, this is more... Of, for me, I see you, you're going to do something that, um, um, you know... My, Ultimately, everyone wants to have a job that's their yeah. hobby, right? So to me, that's... that's Yeah. I think it was also a, a regret of not... Because I was already, like, regretful. Like, why didn't I give it a shot? Like, I was already regretful. And Evie just kept saying, just 
do it. Like yeah. you can, like it's not too. And then since I've done it, it just snowballs and yeah. snowballs. Yeah. And now I get more confident to doing other stuff. Like yeah. at the start, like when I first did stand up, yeah. first did it, I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Now, like I don't care who knows. Like yeah. I'm just. Yeah. So I think even like when I started the podcast, yeah. I didn't say it to you. Yeah. I was I was like, oh, I'm shitting myself. But yeah. like now, it just snowballs. And now you're on the podcast. Yeah. So. So you can do a stand up at Christmas Day. From the family? Uh, I think my comedy wouldn't... Um, <laughs> be blue? Yeah, I think I don't think they're my target audience. Yeah, okay. I don't yeah. think they're my target audience. Yeah, okay. Um, um, so what kind of guests do you, are you looking for? At the, at the moment, I'm not really looking for anyone because okay. I don't want to get someone on. I have people who have some... like done something in their life i have them like lined up kind of like yeah, yeah. I, I just need to send the yep. message and i can get it going yep. but i don't want to get like them on and then just have to go back to having my mates on with like yeah, yeah. so i want to build up like just a small following and just get from this podcast to my first podcast you get I, this is practice to me i'm just yeah. getting so much better so yeah, yeah. eventually i just want to get interesting people and like yep. someone who wants to joke around have a laugh yep. i don't know if like everyone will be like an interview style thing. Sometimes I just have funny thoughts that I want to say yep. and stuff like that. Yep. Um, yes, just interesting not. people and some who can laugh. Yeah. Like I don't want people too serious. No, no, no. Life's life's too short to be too serious. Mm. Cool. cool, cool, cool. Is that um, thirty-seven men? You got any final final words for the podcast? No, no. Just thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been great. Hopefully, hopefully you and your listeners got a little bit out of what I what I. It was definitely the most, um, probably inspiring. The most senior, senior, (laughs) I would would say, compared to the other ones. uh, A lot less fart jokes, dick jokes, and stuff like that in this one. Um, But thank you for coming on. Yeah. Um, Thank you all for listening. Um, Any final words? No. Peace out. Peace out. Bye.